Okay, the book of Acts is a very important source that we have. We know uh, Jesus' life, uh, but we are interested uh, how what Jesus began became the world religion. That it was a small movement in Galilee, and yet it has become the world religion. So after Jesus left, uh, after Jesus died and rose again from the dead and that was ascended into heaven, what happened to the people who followed Jesus? And so X captures that sentiment the earliest church and earliest followers, earliest Christians. So it is a very important book uh, in that sense. By reading it, we'll be able to see uh, that's how they started all these things. And we are supposed to follow the followers of Jesus uh, right from the beginning. So uh, it is privileged for us to be able to study X together. Um, we have 27 New Testament books. Among 27 New Testament books, only two books were written by Gentiles. All other books were written by Jews. And it is by one author, that is Luke. So Gospel Luke, the, the Luke wrote uh, the Gospel Luke, uh, Luke and Gospel, and Acts of the Apostles. So those two books were written by Gentiles, and that is Luke. Luke was a doctor. At that time, doctors were pretty well respected after the philosopher. So uh, philosophers were most revered and then doctors were revered. But doctors do not did not necessarily have uh, a lot of money because they did uh, medicine out of uh, calling, healing people. And that was calling, not to make money. This is very different from now. Uh, doctors are rich now, but at that time, doctors were not necessarily rich. Uh, they did it out of calling. Uh, so, they, they, you know, so, so they were very revered uh, by elites, a lot of education. And also what is important uh, for us to remember is that when you read uh, the gospel or when you read the Bible, 
you cannot read it from your own current perspective. The uh, when gospel or when the Bible was when the Bible came out, it was very different world than uh, our world. So we have to understand that uh, we cannot just take uh, the certain passage out of the scripture and say uh, this is what it uh, what is the truth. We cannot say that because it is very much you have to very much understand the context, the, uh, the, 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 the time, the culture and politics and situations uh, when Bible was written. So that world uh, was very different world from ours. For example, we believe that earth is round, but at that time they probably believed that the earth was flat. So uh, cosmology uh, and everything that was different. And uh, how about, you know, writing a book, simple process of writing a book Writing a book was not very easy. Now anybody writes, you know, they, everybody is an author. They have their own blogs and people, uh, you know, read their blogs and they write anything that uh, they want and very easy, uh, it, it doesn't cost that much money. So, and also we have so many books, too many books. So it is really hard to find good books. But during Luke's time, or, or the, the ancient time, writing a book is a huge project. They didn't have paper, uh, they didn't have pen. So it's not, it wasn't, they didn't have computer. It wasn't easy to write a book and also very, very expensive to write a book. Uh, they had this, instead of paper, they had this uh, thing called uh, papyrus. It is made out of plant uh, leaves. And then you, and there's a process of making a kind of uh, uh, the writing uh, surface. And on that, uh, with this uh, certain sharp, uh, sharp things, they kind of copied. So either uh, papyrus or uh, parchment. Parchment is the animal skin. It could, it could be cow skin or uh, sheep skin. And on that, they wrote it. So because they didn't have these uh, writing tools, writing a book is a very, expensive. For example, Matthew, to write a book of Matthew, it cost 2,600 denarii. One denarian is one day's wage of a labor. 2,600 denarii. Mark, because it's shorter, 1,600 denarii. Luke, because it's long, 
2,800 denarii. That's only Luke, other than X. If you combine X, more than double. John, 2,300 denarii. So can you imagine how much it costs? One person's wage is one denarian. And it, it took more than 6,000 denarii. So you have to give all your money and then all your time to write a book several years it took and also to write Luke was a Gentile he could not just write it from memory because he's Gentile he did not know very much Jewish culture so he went around all different places uh, in uh, Jewish land and and then he had an interview with people. So even though he was a doctor, he had to quit his job as a doctor. So you can see how important it was for Luke to write this book. He, that's all he did. All his life, he devoted himself to writing this one piece called Gospel Luke and Acts of Apostles. That's all he did in his entire life. Why? Because it was so important to him. He wanted to leave this truth for the next generation. So then if doctors were not that rich, where did he get the money? That was from Theophilus. Right from the beginning, uh, he wrote it to Theophilus, but Theophilus uh, put all the fund for Luke's project. And with that fund, he was able to finish his project of writing Gospel Luke and an Acts of Apostle. So the book that you had is, it did not come out just casually and easily. One person's life was devoted. And then one person's generous donation and fund was part of that. And now we have Gospel Luke and Acts of Apostles. So you should be thankful uh, that you can read this book so easily. But to Luke, it was so precious. Okay, so the format will be the same uh, as before. After my introduction uh, lecture, you will have discussion together. So first chapter that we are looking at, uh, Jesus was raised, uh, I mean, the disciples at first, they were really disillusioned. They thought that Jesus was the Messiah if Jesus were the Messiah, then Israel would have been restored. And then they could have the free land uh, from Roman government. But that didn't happen. Jesus just died. 
But the story did not end there. Luke knew that story did not end there. So he wanted us to read Gospel Luke and Acts of Apostle in continuity. But uh, because of the, uh, there are four Gospels, uh, we, we put John there and then Acts of Apostle came. But so after Jesus died, uh, they were very disillusioned, the, the first followers of Jesus. But Jesus appeared again. He resurrected. He appeared to the disciples for 40 days. They were very excited about seeing Jesus. But all the followers and the 12 disciples and all the followers did not really understand what was going on. They didn't have clear idea of what Jesus was all about. I mean, Jesus teaching really opened their eyes. They were very excited about hearing Jesus' message. First time they experienced that, wow, my life can be so different. Jesus opened their eyes about new possibility of new life. So they were very excited, but they didn't really understand the whole thing. Only when St. Paul came, he explained what sin meant, what salvation meant, what uh, uh, the Savior meant, and all these things that uh, St. Paul explained to them. But until then, they didn't have any idea of what this was all about. And even when Jesus said, uh, you will receive the Holy Spirit, they didn't know what the Holy Spirit was. They were not familiar with the Holy Spirit. So when you look at uh, 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 the scripture today that Jesus is talking about uh, verse five, when you look at verse five. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit, not many days from now. Jesus was talking about Holy Spirit. But next question is verse six. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? I mean, immediately after Jesus said, you will receive the Holy Spirit. And they asked Jesus, is it time for you to restore the kingdom of Israel? I want you to discuss what is their response? 
Why did they ask that question? What was their understanding? What was their mentality? And verse eight is a key passage. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. What does this mean to you? What does it mean to be witnesses? What does it mean uh, when you uh, hear this story with uh, Jesus' statement, what does that mean to you? And when you read uh, verse uh, 1 to 14, I didn't read about uh, choosing Matthias, but 1 to 14, what is general theme, sense, or sentiment? What sense do you get? And what did the disciples do? So these are the things that you will discuss together. And then we'll come back and we'll take up. Try to the minds, try to get into the minds of the people early Christians. Okay, Simon, would you divide? Okay, so what the first question, uh, as soon as Jesus said that you will receive the Holy, be baptized with the Holy Spirit, and they didn't really understand what the Holy Spirit was all about yet. Uh, and then they, their immediate question was, then uh, is that the time when you will restore the kingdom of Israel? Not kingdom of God, kingdom of Israel. So what did you find out from that? Actually, Mizan pointed out that it's not kingdom of Israel, it's kingdom to Israel. Kingdom to Israel, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a, a similar thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, in other words, uh, uh, Israel will have autonomy, the kingdom. Yeah. Like David, what David had. Yeah. So, any. I mean, we are trying to enter into uh, the first disciples or first followers of consciousness. What they were thinking. Just so put, June, yourself you're muted. Yeah. Into the, put yourself into the minds of the first disciples as much as possible. That's what we are trying to do. Yeah, I think our group said um, they, you know, people have, haven't changed very much, very uh, similar 
uh, mentality as before. You know, when Jesus uh, said something before and they say, can I be on your right side and left-hand side? Mm-hmm. It's almost mm-hmm. the same, same idea, you mm-hmm. know, the restore the Israel, you know, yeah. like, you know, it's about, it, it was about them. Mm-hmm. It's not about God. It's about them, you know, mm-hmm. so haven't changed. Same. Even yeah. that throughout the, that big event of uh, Jesus' resurrection. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that is a big event, but then they haven't changed. I mean, that dream that you, what you just talked about, that dream they had when they entered into Jerusalem, right? Mm-hmm. The Messiah will bring mm-hmm. kingdom to Israel, mm-hmm. right? They were colonized by Romans, but this Messiah will give them the freedom and autonomy Uh, This Messiah will restore uh, the kingdom to Israel. So with that expectation and excitement and uh, uh, expectation, they enter into Jerusalem, right? But when they enter into Jerusalem, what happened was they thought, they didn't know exactly what would happen, but they never expected that cross would happen, right? Somehow Jesus would do something wonderful. So defeat the enemies and bring autonomy and freedom to Israel. That's what they somehow expected. This Messiah would do something that we don't know. This Messiah would do something miraculous like Moses. And then the drama ended at the cross, they all died. I mean, uh, uh, Jesus died, it's all over. So their dream was shattered. But soon, Jesus was resurrected, raised. He came not as a just great master or Messiah, but the person who came from the dead, raised from the dead. And then this person came and then said that you will receive the Holy Spirit and all this stuff. And then they thought that, wow, this was what Jesus had in mind from the uh, beginning. So this raised, risen Christ would bring what they have expected all throughout. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's why they asked that question. Is that the time that you will bring kingdom to Israel? They might have thought that they would do it with Jesus. Now this risen Jesus will be with them and restore Mm -hmm. everything. But soon that risen Jesus disappeared. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? He ascended into heaven. Oh, I thought you'll be with us all (laughs) from now on. 
and then will now begin the work of restoring the kingdom to Israel. Where are you going? That's why they looked up to heaven. And standing there just lost. Oh my goodness, what does this mean? What do you think? Any response? Well, I think some people in our group, yeah, they made some good observations that uh, uh, realize we don't really change. I mean, uh, something very like traumatic, such as like, yeah, like uh, Jesus dying or, you know, something can, like that can happen in our lives. And we would think that that might change our perspective or understanding, but uh, uh, that in itself doesn't really change us. And I think Chris said something like, uh, at the end of the day, only God can really crack us open and change change us in our understanding even like a you know the restoring the uh, israel right that is the that that happened in, in the history so our, our limitation of thinking is it's based on in our history and then we cannot imagine anything like holy spirit like what is holy spirit we can we can only um, say or think that things that happen in our lives or happen in the life before. You know what I mean? So Holy mm. Spirit never happened anything. So we, it, that, that's beyond thing. But we can, but um, restoring the Israel or, you know, is, you know, in, 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 in David's kingdom, they had that kingdom, right? So we want the same thing. Something that uh, happened before, and we want the same thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm. I guess but our, our group said, but eventually they got it. The apostles, they wrote the letters, they, you know, they became witnesses. So, um, you know, uh, didn't get it at first, but, and just like us, we were, we were commenting on how, how uh, we listen to this message over and over and over, and it takes us a long time to really understand it ourselves too, so. Yeah. I mean, I realized that physical presence is very important. So physical presence of Jesus was very important to them. And then now Jesus died, and they were all disillusioned, but physical presence came back as a risen Lord. And that was very important to them. Mm. But this physical presence is not just now physical presence, it's the risen Lord. So in that context, when you read uh, verse 8, when you receive the Holy Spirit, you will be my witness in Jerusalem, all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. What does that mean? If you put a capitalized letter, will, where would you put the capitalized letter?
right after Jesus sat there, what happened? After he sat there, he left. Yeah. Huh? What did he say? What did you say, Sandy? He left. He left. Yeah, he the... left. Yeah. He went over into the heaven. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> Peace out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. So this uh, verse eight, where would you capitalize? If you capitalize. The witnesses? Well, huh? <laughs> that was the will. <laughs> I'll put capitalized letter on you. Yeah. Ah. Now, you will be my witnesses. It's not I who will do that. It's not now your time. You understand what I'm saying? That's what Jesus is saying, telling them. Mm -hmm. You will be my witnesses. In other words, you will do exactly the same thing that I did while Jesus was on earth. Mm -hmm. But of course, you will not do it on your own. You will be empowered by the Spirit, and Spirit in you will do it. And then Jesus left. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm. Huh? So Jesus is basically telling them, it is now you who will do all these things. You're alone, but you're not alone. I won't be with you anymore. <laughs> In, in our group, Simon was saying, talking about the, the whole idea of us being a witness. Uh, my eyes were looking at uh, what does witness mean nowadays. Uh, Simon was saying, you know, we kind of look at kind of historical context of it also. Because um, I'm not clear on what does that us, each one of us being a witness, what does that look like? What does it look like in my life if I'm being a witness? You know, is it is it a lot of action or is it more of passive or is it active? And, and I'm waiting for Ingi Moksa. He's going to tell us and just enlighten us right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for us, Jesus' teaching is the most precious teaching. Jesus' life was most most beautiful life, right? And then we keep that. And that is being witness. We say that Jesus' teaching is most beautiful teaching and most profound teaching. And Jesus' life is a most ideal and most beautiful life that Jesus taught us. So we live out what Jesus taught us. And that is what being witness is. Witnessing is not just about your mouth speaking that Jesus is the Lord. It is about your existence, your life, what is most important to you. Jesus' teaching is most important. Jesus' life is most beautiful. And we follow, uh, follow that. And of course, we, are, uh, we uh, have shortcomings and so we don't follow that 100%. We believe deep in our heart that that is uh, what's the most beautiful thing to do in life. 
that is being witness to uh, 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 being witness, yeah. And you will be my witnesses and then the spirit will be within you. And so it is not you who will be my witnesses, but it is a spirit within you will be, will help you to be witnesses. Do you understand? Does that make sense? So you don't have to go to another country to be witnesses. You're just living itself is a witness. So everyone now, all of you, everyone Receive the spirit within you. So, but the, the disciples did not yet understand exactly what was going on, what Jesus' life was, what Jesus' teaching was all about, and all these things. Uh, they didn't know. But what did they do? They the gathered early, and prayed. Yes, they gathered and prayed they prayed and waited they waited and prayed i think that is most important thing first thing to do because the spirit is within you so instead of just uh, trying to be a witness and trying to be a nice person and trying to do uh, you know help people instead of just doing all these things be in touch with the spirit within you be in sync with the spirit within you. Then the spirit will tell you what to do. And the spirit will also give you the power and wisdom to be able to carry out the, uh, what you need to do. So being in sync with the spirit is the first thing th that we have to do. Because spirit is given to us. And that spirit is a Jesus spirit. And even though physically Jesus is not walking around with us, but as a spirit within us, he is walking around, around with us. So the disciples now did not have to depend on the physical presence of the spirit. I mean, a physical presence of Jesus, but they had the uh, presence of Jesus in the spirit within their heart. That, um, that's yeah. how we learn. In our group, we kind of talked about um, um, being witnesses. I think it's living out um, the fruit of the spirit that comes out. Um, so like we have different gifts. So we're kind of tying it to that as well. And, and so some people may have um, spirit of teaching, gift of teaching, some people maybe may have gift of serving. So it comes out um, in that, in doing whatever you have been given that in itself, that is becoming, that is a witness that you don't always have to be preaching. Um, you don't have to be saying it with words, but it could come out in whatever gift that you've been given through the spirit. I don't know, is that kind of tied to that? Yeah, exactly. That the spirit 
it gives fruit and also a gift. So if you're in sync with the spirit, then all kinds of things that you can do. Sometimes, yes, of course, with our mouth, we confess that Jesus is the Lord. I mean, I, I'm a preacher. So but with mouth, I always say that uh, Jesus is Lord and I witness. And when I go on mission, I uh, go on the street uh, and uh, do the mission, uh, do the evangelism. And then I even did that in the bus. Uh, the whole uh, group of uh, people there, uh, strangers in the bus, I uh, preached about uh, Jesus. But not always I have to do, uh, I need to do that. Sometimes uh, uh, the spirit tells me to do something else, be uh, visit the sick, pray for the, the weak, and sometimes uh, be the comfortable presence of the people to be comfort to them. So all kinds of things, uh, the spirit is guiding us and leading us, but important thing is that we be in sync and in touch with the spirit. And so if you're not in touch with the spirit, then you're alone. You cannot be witnesses. Doesn't matter what you do. Jesus, Jesus said, oh Lord, I did this and I did that. And then Jesus said, I never know, knew you. I don't know who you are. So he, doing good things is good, but being in touch with the spirit, being in sync with the spirit, being in tune with the spirit, is the most important thing. That's why they prayed and waited. The early church, uh, church. Does it make sense? So, so they did change a little bit because the first oh. time the disciples yes the first time jesus disappeared they all scattered this time they just gathered and prayed which is that's right exactly different. without really knowing what to expect but they knew immediately they sensed it there's time to pray it's time to wait and pray it's not time to go out and uh, start telling uh, jesus is the lord is a time to gather together and pray. And in our life, how important that is. Pray and wait for the spirit to speak to us, to empower us, to give us the wisdom. And when we learn how to be in sync with the spirit, we'll get so much wisdom in life. And in that way you become witness, witnesses. Any thought? 
when these people were there before the same before before Saint Paul came along. Only to, from chapter nine, Saint Paul came uh, came out, so they didn't know really. I mean, Saint Paul gave systematic understanding of what Jesus was all about, but they didn't have that systematic understanding of Jesus. But they knew that they need, needed to pray. Yeah, I guess that's, uh, uh, you know, when we look at life today, there's, uh, in our culture, it's very um, action-oriented right you got to take charge and and do something about it yeah and so this is a very uh different spirituality of uh we first have to pray and wait be in sync with the spirit and kind of listen for that voice to direct us versus just feeling compelled to take charge and take my own action mm -hmm. So in the gospel, Jesus did everything. The followers, they just followed Jesus and then witnesses, witnessed what Jesus did. But, but now in the Acts, they receive the spirit, they're empowered by spirit. So it is their turn to be witnesses, to do things. So what is important is not really knowing about the scripture. What is important is to really uh, understand life message. What does this chapter one challenge me to do? In what way were we, are we like the first disciples who are very confused? But in what way we need to wait and pray? Now we have to understand the power of the spirit in our lives. But I think it's also interesting that um, they gathered and prayed together. Right. I mean, you, uh, they could have prayed on their own, but I think there's power in praying together, gathering together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what you guys experience when you guys meet every week to pray? Yes, Simon, if we can get in there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. So this kind of Bible study is very important. That's what they are, I mean, we'll study in chapter two uh, and chapter three, but that's what they did. They learned from apostles.
and I'm going to preach on uh, prayer this Sunday. So it continues. Like yeah. mm -hmm. I shared on Wednesday uh, group. Last week, uh, Simon uh, at, at the STEM meeting, Simon asked me uh, because I couldn't uh, be uh, at the uh, session. Uh, he asked me uh, what I wanna, wanted to say to the session for uh, the future of uh, ESM ministry. And I told him uh, that we need to do evangelism. We need to reach out. Uh, I mean, out of nowhere, God sent uh, Kaka and Florence. Uh, they just uh, looked into our, uh, they're from uh, Zimbabwe. And, and then, so uh, they talked about evangelism uh, at the session. And then last Sunday, we had 10 new people. And you may say that it's a coincidence, but it may be uh, the direction of the spirit who is guiding us, leading us, challenging us to, and there's a lawyer couple uh, came uh, and then they loved the uh, worship service. They said they'll come back this Sunday. And at the baptism, uh, the Minjus uh, cousin, uh, she's a Romanian. Uh, she loved the worship service so much, she wanted to come, but I think uh, she's kind of hesitant to come to a new place. Uh, so here and there, the spirit is showing us signs. And then we need to take that seriously. We cannot just take everything just coincidence. Somebody said, you know, uh, it may be coincidence, but I don't know, when I pray, the coincidence happens so often. So let us be in sync with the spirit in your life. What is spirit telling you? Sometimes the spirit convicts you. Sometimes spirit tells you to wake up. Sometimes spirit tells you, you're okay. Do not worry, I'll be with you. Sometimes uh, spirit tells you to uh, be strong and courageous. Spirit gives all different messages to different people. Now the spirit is with us and be in tune with the spirit. That's how the early Christians prepare themselves. All right, any question? Any comment? I, I know uh, in Gibo Sanim there was supposed to be evangelism evangelist but as a, a church going person that word is the most scary and, <laughs> most, and most difficult yeah. Seriously. yeah yeah i mean we have to also understand what evangelism is uh, in the modern world in our own context 
the spirit will give us wisdom. Okay, so this is the first Bible study. I hope that uh, for eight weeks, uh, continuously you come out uh, and then uh, we learn. I mean, this uh, year's uh, theme is open wide. And so that we are just studying one to eight and how the church uh, open wide and how the church received the spirit and how the church uh, progressed uh, uh, from nothing. So uh, next week, you're going to study chapter two. Uh, please read a few times. Chapter two, very important passage. Uh, uh, is when the Holy Spirit comes down uh, to them. So we'll see how the spirit came down and filled them and then they, uh, how they changed. Okay, so let us pray together. Oh spirit, come down upon us. You are within us and you're walking along with us. When we don't even know how to pray you pray for us. You intercede for us with sigh too deep to express. You're continuously nudging us, comforting us, challenging us, opening us, and empowering us. Thank you for the spirit. Help us, O oh Lord. Now it's time for us to be your witnesses in our living. Help us to live as small Jesus and li living example of your life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.